What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and uh, today is, well, it is early on uh, early July, late Tuesday, early Wednesday, whatever you want to say, July 24th, 2019, and you guys are listening to episode 410, that is 410, just 90 Short episodes away from 500. (laughs) How the hell is everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing well. Got a great show for you guys today. Got a hilarious unacceptable, which had me crying, laughing. Crying, laughing. I wish you guys were there. I wish it was on camera. I tried to get it on camera. I really did. I'll explain after. Going to talk about that insane, insane classic Yankee game last night that went on all hours of the night. The game was over, almost over five hours. I haven't been watching a lot of baseball lately, and I happened to catch this Yankee game early. I got intrigued, and boy, am I glad I did, because that shit turned out to be an absolute wild one, uh, an instant classic. It was a, a heavyweight slugfest. It was nuts. So I'll talk about that, of course. Uh... This horror movie stuff, which uh, this this Netflix horror movie binging I've been doing, we'll talk about that. Um, a lot of funny stuff on the show. Also, you guys wrote in, seemed like you guys were writing in about uh, Stranger Things. You guys were writing in about some horror movies. So I do not have a guest on today's show, but uh, I will be going down doing multiple Patreons with people until we flip it over the other way, which is looks like it's only a couple weeks away, and then I'll be having guests on the regular Verzi Effect, but still doing the same format, maybe just a little shorter and more live shows. We will get into that. All of that stuff is unfolding, but I want to keep things the same until that, so you guys do not feel a thing. Let's get into the show, okay? I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're sitting at your cubicle at work. Well, going to enjoy it. I mean, I'm only two minutes in. If you were thoroughly enjoying it that much two minutes in, I'm the greatest podcaster ever. Uh, <laughs> but wherever you may be right now, on the treadmill running. Oh, I got to talk about running too. Um, you know, in your car, sit back, relax at your cubicle and enjoy. Let me let me make your work day better. Let me make it better. You'll sit there and you know, you'll be typing and acting like you're doing work shit with your boss and people walking by and your headset. You'll be staring at the computer screen with a serious look on your face when really all you're doing is listening to your uh, favorite comedians, hopefully myself included, just ramble and talk shit on podcasts because that's, that's what it is. We are taking over radio, everybody. Okay, I got my water here, feeling good. Speaking of feeling good, went to the track. Yes, I'm telling you guys this because you guys are my podcast listeners, okay? Went to the track, walked a mile, then I ran to, walked to, ran to, walked to, uh, felt good running, you know? Uh, Had a hard time breathing at some points, but I stuck with with it, and um, there you go. I, uh, I'm getting back into this in shape thing. Have not had a cigar, had one baby cigar in almost 20 days. Okay. That's why I'm I'm feeling good. Throat feels good. Um, found out I have a medical concern, which I need surgery with nothing big, but, um, I'll get into that as well. But, um, anyway, no, I'll get into that now. So I've been getting these sign. I kept getting these sinus infections 
and I would be performing on stage and I would, uh, I'd be like, after a show, like my throat and voice would be way worse than it should be. And I start freaking out. I'm like, man, I smoke some cigars sometimes. Like, what the hell's going on? So I go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. They put, you know, look at my ears. Oh, Paul, your ears look great. Then they uh, put this, like, hose, this tube with a camera up my nose, down my, like, in through my nostrils, down into my throat. Oh, throat's a little good, a little red on this side. Paul, did you know that you have zero breathing in your left nostril pretty much? Yes, you have like this deviated septum from when I, in ninth grade, I cracked the top bridge of my nose. They repaired it, but I guess now that I'm getting older, so I'm not breathing properly and it's causing sinus infections. It's causing issues with the throat, right? So the guy goes, I can't believe you've been living happily like this. You're getting zero air from your left left nostril. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, is that why I always feel okay? And they're telling me I have sinus infections? And they were like, yeah. So anyway, it's going to be like a weak recovery. But they need to straighten that out and fix it and do all this shit. So I got to figure out a a gap in my schedule to get that done. Uh, I scheduled it without even looking at my... I'm like, yeah, September 9th is great. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be away uh, three days later. So I really can't have major face surgery before that happens. So anyway, it was good to know that it was not the cigars. It was nothing like that. It was that I was getting sinus infections. I didn't know it and all that shit. So um, I actually saw this thing Joe Rogan posted in 2009 that he had a deviated septum. He wasn't able to breathe out of his nose for like 40 years. And he ended up getting it fixed and he said it worked. I asked the doc. I was like, doc, is this shit going to work? He's like 95% chance it's going to work. When we take everything out and we, you know, and you're going to be like having two passageways through your nose, which uh, everybody usually has and you have not been living like that. So um, anyway, that being said, that's why I am going to, um, what's it called? That's why I am, go- you know, cut back on the cigars and, and, you know, trying to take care of my voice and shit. So um, anyway. Wanted to talk about uh, this weekend. I was in New Jersey with my good buddy, Bill Burr. Now, you guys know I really don't open for Bill that much anymore. Last time I worked with Bill was in January in Europe. Um, I'm headlining all over the country doing my thing because I'm a big star now. No, I'm kidding. But I, I, um, I'm, you know, headlining and trying to develop my new hour and, and traveling, doing my own thing, which happens. You know, you open for somebody and then you know, pr- you know, pretty much you got to go out and do your own thing. So that's what I'm doing now. But last minute, this past Saturday, Bill said, hey, I can't get anybody. Everybody that was going to open for me is busy. Are you around? And I was like, yeah, actually, I have this Saturday off. Let's do it. So now I don't have Saturday off. I drive out to the Bourbon, Bourbon, <laughs> the Bergen uh, Performing Arts Center the Bergen Pack, and Bill informed me that that was the first place in 09, the first theater I ever opened for him in 09. And uh, I didn't even realize, I was like 1,300 seater. Uh, I had a good time, fans were great, and I didn't stay after. I didn't even really get a chance to watch Bill's um, set because uh, I just got in the car, got home, made sure I was home at a decent hour, and... um, 
you know, I wasn't smoking. We weren't smoking. He said he wasn't going to hang out to have a cigar or, or anything. He's not drinking. So I was just like, you know what? Let me get home early. I'll get home. I'll watch, um, you know, the fights or whatever. So, um, but it was great. So thanks for everybody who came out uh, that knew me. Everybody that um, reached out to me after my set on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. And um, hopefully, yeah, I'll be back that way. Uh, I'll be back that way soon, and um, and we'll go. We will go from there as far as Jersey. I already did a bunch of stuff in Jersey, New England, so uh, we're going to other parts of the country. But let me get into this shit because, guys, I was, I was crying, laughing. Okay, this is going to be my unacceptable. This is unacceptable for the week. You guys are listening to TVE four ten. I was crying, laughing by myself like a lunatic in a Target yesterday. So, um, the kids don't have camp this week, which don't get me wrong, I love, but they always need to be doing something. And my son's not feeling great. He's got like a you know he's got like a sinus thing or al- alert you know what is it called allergies whatever. So. I got to go to Target. I got to get a prescription for myself. I got to get a prescription for my son after we took him to the, do- the doctor. And I'm in Target and I get a cart because, of course, my wife is like, oh, you're going to be at Target? Well, make sure you get this, this, and this. And it turns into a fucking shopping day at Target. God forbid I walk through Target and, you know, and my wife doesn't find out and, and, and you make a list for, for the shit. We have a really big Target not far from here. Anyway, guys, I'm walking, pushing my cart. Okay, and as I'm walking, there's an older man with a cart in front of me, and there's a few women around, (laughs) and this guy, I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating, he sneezed, he sneezed so loud, when I tell you so loud, the, I mean, you know how big targets are. Picture the biggest target you've ever been in. This is one of these monster targets. I mean, monster. It just goes on. Like, it's like football fields of, you know, just cheap shit that people buy. This old man has got like a, you know, one of those old handkerchiefs or fuck. I don't know what he's got, but he's got like his, his rag in his hand for his sneezing and his runny nose. And this guy, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even do an impression of picture. It was just like, like it was, it was so over the top and all these women jumped and this one, like, it was almost like a movie or a cartoon. The one was like, Oh dear. Ooh, like they were, they didn't know. They were just like, Oh my God. Oh, Oh, they like everybody jumped and got afraid. And I just smiled. I looked at somebody. I kind of laughed right now. This is not the funny part yet. Okay, I mean, a loud sneeze is funny when it makes a group of people horrified. What absolutely floored me, just kill, slayed me, killed me, whatever you want to say, was every 15 to 20 seconds he did it again. And the whole store heard it. So now I walk past, I'm going to get like Gatorades for my son so he could stay hydrated and shit and... I'm going, I'm getting all like the stuff you get when you're sick. And every few seconds, you just hear, ah, and you look at him and he's just got this rag and his face is all red. And it's kind of gross and unacceptable because it's like, go home, dude, you are spreading germs. Lord knows the germs that are flying out of your face right now because I hear it every 20 seconds. So after like the fourth or fifth one, 
I start to laugh. And then I hear him go, <laughs> now by like six or seven, I'm crying. I'm doubled over and I'm by myself. People are looking at me and I don't think people get what I'm laughing at. I am doubled over crying because I pictured the ladies that he startled. Then I pictured everybody near him getting startled. He's still in this store. You hear him from aisles away. So now I got to follow him. So I go to follow him. And as I'm following, I'm just following the sneeze. I, ah! <laughs> I'm just following the sneeze. And I'm crying. I am crying. So now I'm like, dude, I'm putting this on Instagram. I'm getting this on Instagram. This is too much. I mean, this guy, I would say 70 years old, late 60s, red in the face, clearly a brutal cold, sneezing like it's a movie. If a fucking movie director said, all right, I need you to sneeze really loud ever so, like you would, you would think that what he was doing was over the top. That's how, that's how nuts it was. Okay. And I am, the little kid came out of me, I'm crying and I finally, I'm looking for him and finally I find him and I get the, I get the Instagram out and I just put it right up to him, but like he can't see, he doesn't know what I'm doing. It looks like I'm looking at my phone and of course nothing. And nothing. And then now I just leave my cart and I'm following him, following him. After he did it 10, 11, 12 times, okay, I'm following him and I'm, and then uh, nothing. And he doesn't do it. After I'm crying, laughing, and I had to erase it on my Instagram, me or me following, because now, now it just looked like I'm stalking a 70 year old man and I'm following him all over the place. Guys, it was one of the funniest. If you would have saw this blonde woman jumped and closed her eyes and she was, oh my God, and like held her chest. It was one of the funniest fucking things. I mean, this guy was sneezing like, you you were like, dude, you should be in a hospital bed. You should be, forget walking around a Target shopping in a Target and forget being even laid up at home with soup and tea, which you clearly need. You should be in intensive care. This guy should have, I've never seen a cold in public like this. Just red in the face, constantly wiping his nose and sneezing throughout the store. It was mo- It was one of the most unacceptable things you could do in public because you're basically contaminated. I mean, you're getting everybody sick. And also one of the funniest things that I've ever, and I'm doing it no justice. So it might not come across funny on the podcast, but I assure you, imagine being in aisles far, far away from a guy that you heard sneeze once and then so much time later, you're just hearing the sneeze echo through the store. I was crying. So that is the that is my um, unacceptable. But this guy was was dying. God forbid. Speaking of dying, guys, um, I'm gonna get into some movie stuff here. But is it me? And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking, because I don't know where you guys stand with Netflix movies or Netflix content and all that stuff, but is it me or does it seem like Netflix is really changed for the worse? Like I'm watching it and I'm going, well, that's the same, that's the same movie. Okay, that's the same movie, just different acting. Okay, that now they're taking stuff from like 07, 04. 2011, uh, all the Marvel, uh, Marvel and Disney stuff is off and it just feels, I don't know, man, it feels like to me we're watching the other side of Netflix. 
Like it's over the hump and then over the prime and they're going, I could be wrong. I don't wish it on, I hope that that's not the case. You know, it's been great for comedians. It's been great for content, but I watch, you know, I'm binge watching these like, not binge watching, but I stay up and I watch these crime shows or horrors or whatever. And it just seems like it's turning into the same stuff. Um, let me get into you. So here's what we'll do with the show. I'm going to get into your guys unacceptable. You guys wrote me and then I'll get into the movies and then we'll, uh, then we'll go from there. we got a lot of stuff to talk about here on, um, 410. I wish so much you guys heard this guy sneezing. All right, here we go. This is from Evan. Oh, Evan, I love your little symbol of the Yankees sign. Talk about that after too. Uh, Evan's subject is comedy show douche. What's up, Paul? It's been a while since I've uh, written in, but give the circumstances, I think this warrants a submission. This past weekend, I had the pleasure of seeing you and Bill in New Jersey, and needless to say, you both crushed as usual. Oh, well, thank you. Glad you were there. One thing continuously happened during Bill's set that drove my wife and I wild. Some asshole in the back over and over would just nonstop yell shit out during his set, trying to be a funny guy. Bill would be building his joke up and it would get derailed because this guy had to yell some shit out. Just couldn't help himself. Bill is now forced to address it, which is hilarious in its own right because he's so good at tearing these people to shreds, but it's just so fucking annoying and disrespectful to him and everyone else attending the show. I go to a comedy show to watch my favorite comedians do their bits, uh, not some dickhead sitting in row Q in the right orchestra section, continuously yell random shit out. The reason you are sitting where you are and not on stage is literally because you're not fucking funny. So just shut your fucking mouth and listen to the people who uh, actually are. Amen. Uh, I honestly don't know how you guys deal with these savages. Uh, I get that it's a comedy show and it's part of the business, but you legitimately don't see it in any other entertainment setting, aside from sports, I guess. Imagine sitting in fucking Phantom of the Opera or some shit, and there's some clown in the back just yelling, fuck yeah, right in the middle of the show. Uh, dude would be thrown out on his ass so fucking fast, it would be incredible. Lock these animals in a time machine and send them back to first grade so they can relearn what it means to have social manners. Amen, Evan. That gets a clap. That is perfect. I could not agree with you more. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's a couple things. It's a couple things. It's some insecure asshole who was told he was funny, but never had the balls to get on stage. So him and his buddies go to a Bill Burr show and they just got to yell stuff out and then they leave and they think, yeah, and then, and then Johnny yelled out this, it was hilarious. And then Bill had to say something. It was like Johnny was part of the show. No, Johnny's an asshole. Nobody likes John, and that's why John's insecure, so he's got to go to his show and do that. that. That's the thing. Or it's just somebody drunk trying to be a part of the show. It's, it's for many reasons, but it is um, 100% annoying. Evan, you're 100% right. Glad you were there. Um, you know, I had a great time. <clears throat> I was, I'm doing stuff from the new hour. I had a great time there. And, um, yeah, it's like that's the thing, you know. Um, and you got to deal with it more when you headline, like I was in West Palm beach and 
They were just drunk people. It was rowdy and drunk, and I knew that if it was rowdy and drunk for the openers, what's going to happen when I'm up there doing an hour? You're just going to have to address it. You're going to have to deal with it. Um, fortunately, I've been in the game long enough to know how to do so and, and now even embrace it sometimes and have fun with it, but I could see how audience members, and that's the thing, that's the real thing that goes overlooked with this. What goes overlooked, a lot of people go, man, how did the comedian deal with that? Why was that guy an asshole? What sucks is people that pay good money for a ticket, okay? The, the tickets aren't eat, aren't cheap, especially in a theater and especially with decent seats, okay? Um, these people make it a night. These people get babysitters. We're going to this show with tickets and dinner and drinks and everything. It's a 300 and, you know, 300 $350 night with both of our tickets, both of our dinners, both of our drinks. It's a it's an expensive night. Not to mention whatever, you know, 50, 60, 75 dollars for a babysitter. Okay, it's a Saturday night. You're excited, you planned it, you bought tickets a month or so in advance. You're ready to go do this. And then there's some drunk asshole who thinks it's about him and could ruin your time. I totally get it. Great submission. Hope you're doing well, brother. Scary movie recommendation from Chris. Chris says, hey, Paul, just listen to the podcast and you were asking for a good scary movie to watch. Uh, it, fo- uh, it Follows is a good one. Not sure if you've seen it, but it's definitely worth a watch. Love the podcast and your stand-up. Get your ass to Kansas City. Yeah, I know. Kansas City is on a list, too. Um, it follows. I don't think I saw that one and I will definitely check that one out. I'm going to, uh, definitely let you guys know some that I've been watching. Uh, horror movies. Okay. Uh, Clint, here is a list of horror or thriller movies that I love that you might be into. I'm sure if you're on streaming services, uh, because I've collected them on DVD, uh, Oh, I'm not sure if you're on streaming services because I've collected them on DVD over the years. Denzel Washington, Fallen, Saw It, Don't Breathe, Did Not See, Devil Saw, Funny Games is the most fucked up thing I've ever watched. Uh, Never saw that. Reasonable Doubt, I might have saw that, and The Visit. No, The Visit I did not see, and I want to see The Visit. My brother told me about that. So I want to see The Visit. And, uh, okay, I'll check those out for sure. So you got Fallen, Don't Breathe, Devil, Funny Games, Reasonable Doubt, and The Visit. Take note of that, guys, and I will as well. Thank you, Clint. And Bobby. Bob says, Stranger Things 3 comments. Here we go, Paul. I am enjoying Stranger Things 3 about three episodes in right now. I did notice Hopper's smoking seemed a little excessive, and maybe they didn't need to feature it as much as they did, but having said that, it is a period piece and would have been historically accurate. Both of my parents smoked when I was a kid in the house, in the car, um, in our faces. Children of the 70s and 80s, that's how it was. I can remember going to friends' houses whose parents didn't smoke and thought the house smelled weird. Turns out it was my house that must have smelled fucked up to my friends. Uh, it sucked, and I've never had uh, the desire for smoke. I don't think they did anything wrong on Stranger Things, and they sure as hell better not go edit it out somehow. I agree, and I, I hope they don't either, and I think that's what they're talking about. I don't know. Um, what I do have a problem with is current movies, shows that feature a chain-smoking character. That shit is... 
uh, a choice to portray it. I've seen many current shows that feature 20 uh, something characters just smoking like freight trains throughout the show and it adds nothing to the story. Did you know a pack of smokes is up to $9 in California? How the fuck can somebody afford to start smoking in 2019? However, hope <clears throat> you can do some uh, social local shows uh, sometime. I think that's what you're saying. Specifically San Diego area. Lawhead has been down here quite a bit, as well as doing spots at local sports radio show. And I hope to uh, catch him uh, next week. Yeah, Lawhead's... Uh, yeah, Lawhead, man, super funny. Uh, haven't seen, actually saw him uh, in Vegas not long ago, but yeah, he's out in the San Diego area. Yeah, I'd love to. You know, when I come out west, uh, we're going to definitely be talking about uh, clubs to go to. Thank you, um, Bob, for the submission. I appreciate it. Um, so let me comment on your first thing that you said. Yeah, I mean, Hopper smoked a lot in Stranger Things, but like you said, I mean, it's the 80s. It's 1984, and he's also dealing with something. He's dealing with a fucking alien. He's got a daughter that, you know, he's got a daughter who could, you know, read my, or whatever. He's got a daughter that could get into his dreams and shit. Like, I mean, he's, you know, guy's eating Cheetos on a fucking... I mean, guy lives in a cabin in the woods. He's eating Cheetos watching cowboy movies. I mean, it, it, it kind of the cigarettes is the only thing he's got. Um... You know, I had a friend, I remember I had a friend whose grandmother smoked packs of Pall Malls, like three packs of non-filter Pall Malls a day. She lived to her 80s. She just smoked um, all the all the time. Grandmother, just sitting there, clean house, properly, ju just smoked. Um, I think you're right. I think it, it's definitely the times thing. Now, the second thing you said, uh, you have a problem with current movies and 20-something. Yeah, I mean... Look, I think in 2019, knowing the risks of smoking, knowing all the chemicals that are in cigarettes, they definitely could cut back, especially if you have uh, impressionable kids watching a show and they see one of the cool characters or somebody they, they look up to in the show smoking, then all of a sudden they go to a deli and they're like, hey, I'll try this. So I, 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 I kind of get that. I'll, I'll give you both. I agree on both. Um... But I will say that Hopper's smoking just seemed, the way he did it, he seemed, I think that that was part of the character. I think that this is just a stress. And if you noticed, they made him look like shit more in Stranger Things 3. He was a little more overweight. I really actually remember watching a scene going like, this is a purpose thing. This is an on-purpose thing. You know, this guy is now, he's like the only big cop in, in this small town He's got, you know, him and a bunch of nerds running around. He's trying to get laid. He's got a daughter that can read minds. He's he's uh, uh, he's also a booze hound. I think that the smoking also showed that he, he's a drunk now or he's drinking. So there was just, there was a lot of that. And I think that that was just to show the stress that he was under and what was going on. So I thought it was appropriate for the character. Um, but thank you for the submission. I appreciate all those submissions. Now let me get into these horror movies that I saw. Now, I wouldn't even say horror movies. What I've been looking into is abduction movies. Um, you know, like killer movies, but not like slash killer, not gore. But like, you know, there's a, you know, somebody sitting in a cabin and there's a guy out there. So I mentioned the, the one Hush. I saw Hush, which was about the deaf author. And there's just a guy out there like fucking with her, trying to kill her. And she knows and, you know, but... Uh, then I saw, I saw this one, 
I'm actually going to pull out the movies and and show. You. And they've been really, really disappointing. The acting has been just not great. Subpar acting, not realistic, uh, very predictable. You know, a lot of these things. So here we go. Horror or abduction. So I saw, what is it? Um, all right. The Perfection I loved. I told you guys that. Gerald's Game was weird. I saw, uh, I'm not going to see The Silence because that's like a quiet place. That's what I mean. It's the same shit. Uh, Hush was great. I recently saw Hush. Um, the Invitation was great. But then I saw, what was the kidnapping one I just saw? Oh, and I saw this cult movie called Endless where these two kids, two brothers leave a cult. But then they just want to go back and visit, which is the dumbest fucking thing. And it, 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 and I thought it was going to be this crazy... And it was just this dumb, like, higher power type... I was really disappointed. I remember, like, out loud going, this sucks. Or I hope it gets better. But then you're invested an hour and 20 in already. You're like, I got to finish this thing out. But I did not like Endless. Then I saw um, Berlin Syndrome. Yeah, uh, hold on. Berlin, yeah, Berlin Syndrome was about this photographer from Australia. She goes out there to uh, Berlin. She meets a guy. They have sex, one night stand. He forgets to leave a key, so she's got to stay in his house, or she thinks. Then she's like, oh, please leave a key today. They have sex again. Then he leaves a key that doesn't work, and she's stuck. And then all of a sudden, on the third day, she realizes that she's never leaving, and she's just stuck there, and the guy keeps her there. And then she gets nuts and loopy, and she's just there for, like, seasons go on, Christmas and shit. And it was just predictable. You just knew eventually what was going to happen, so I didn't love that. Um, so, yeah, I just think that... Um, I just think that they're, they're running out of... Like, Hush was about a woman in a cabin in the woods and a guy's outside. Then there's another one. He's out there. Gee, I wonder what that's about. It's like some lady's watching her kids, you know, no husband around. And there's some lunatic with a mask is outside the house. It's like, all right, one or two things are going to happen. It's either going to be that doom ending where you think she's going to get away, but everybody dies and then he's there. Then he takes the mask off and he looks like a normal guy. And then the last scene, he rings somebody's bell going, hi. Notice you just moved in, just wanted to say hi, and then it like cuts to credits. It's predictable. The acting sucks, and it's predictable. So I've been watching these horror movies. I've been watching so... I, and I also like abduction movies. And then what was this one? Uh, oh my God, what was it? Stella? Uh, Netflix kidnapping movie. Netflix. Yeah, it was like... This, and it was in German. So now I'm watching like, that's how you know I'm running out of shit to watch. I'm just reading subtitles of German. <clears throat> and these guys like abduct this kid's like ex-girlfriend. But one of them didn't know it was an ex-girlfriend. And you know, everybody dies except her at the end. Sorry if I'm giving it away. But yeah, it's just, it's just getting, it's just getting bad. You know, we're, we're running out of ideas here. It's like my joke. We, we really are. It's everything is just the same shit. Here's a horror movie for you. I can tell you right now what they do. The horror movie is some attractive woman is in the woods. You notice it's never a fat fuck, right? It's never some toothless bitch from fucking Atlantic City, you know, she in some house and she fucking, you know, 
She's got four cats. She hasn't been laid in 23 years. It's never that shit. It's never something. No, because Lord knows some asshole's going to go in and this fucking chick is going to beat the shit out of him. No, it's never that. It's this like, you know, ex like, you know, Broadway actress who's now an author and she's just writing her books about what it was like to be in the business and some lunatic gets out there and then all of a sudden she gets inner strength at the end and kills him. And she's laying there all hurt next to his dead body and the credits roll up. Or you think it's going to be that and the guy does what I said before. So that that's what it is. It's never, you know, it always starts happy, right? They're all like blowing a birthday, you know, they're all like sitting at a table for somebody's birthday or they're all, um, what was that thing? What's that thing Burr said? When you see somebody murdered, they always show the picture of him blowing out a birthday cake. But it's the same thing in movies. Or there'll be a big celebration. Yay, and everybody's clapping, and it's this happy moment, right? And that the couple has... It always starts happy. How about a horror movie? Some movie, some movie st- start pulled out of somebody's head or gut, and they just drop, and then he looks back at the house, he knows more people are there, and he goes in and kills them. Do something like that. You know, can the, can the main star get killed and never come back? Can they just do something different? And I, I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but that's what I love about Jordan Peele. Because Jordan Peele's movie, Get Out, um, I, although I did not like Us that much. I'm not going to lie. But it's original. I give him credit for Us because at least Us was original. You're watching something you haven't seen before. A family that looks identical to your family. They are identical, but a different version showing up to you to kill you. That's original. Get Out was completely original. Um, That's what they need to do. That's what they need more of. You know. Not Daniel LaRussa and Johnny still having beef 40 years later. All right, so was that... Yeah, so I saw a bunch, and those are the ones that I... But still, perfection to me was insanely good. So I hope you guys watched it. Some people reached out and told me that they did see perfection and that they watched it. Um, And that brings me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about. And it was, you know, I'm sitting down and I realized something. And it's it, it, it actually, the movie, so the movie Endless was in this cult and in the cult, it was basically like they were living on a loop. So this part of the, I guess it was this part of the country or this part of the land, it was like this sacred thing with a higher power. And there really was a higher power. This wasn't a cult that was going to like kill themselves. It wasn't a cult that like does weird sexual. This was just a bunch of people kind of staying safe in the same place, but like it was almost like a time lapse where it was just you were living on a loop but safe. So they even showed one guy wanted to get out of it. He killed himself, but then he just came back and he was just and he had to kill himself again, but he's just there. So it was kind of weird and I'm probably not explaining it right. But anyway, the reason I bring it up, it was called Endless. I didn't like it. You might like it. I just didn't like it. But the reason why I brought it up is because I was thinking about all the shit we're watching in the news. And now this Mueller report. And, and I, I watch it and you know what the craziest thing is? If you go back to like, you know, 08, right? Or like 06 when George W. Bush was president and you look at the shit that they were saying on TV 
and you look at what CNN and Fox News and MSN were doing and saying, and this is legal, and this should be war crimes, and this is this, and this is that, and then and then now you see what they're saying. It's it's we are literally. And I remember one time on the show a long time ago, I showed you guys that I played that um, that thing about like the national news where like the national news all over was almost like it was on a loop. And it was the same stories and the same headlines across the country, across the world. And it was basically like this, it's like this brainwashing tactic. And it's really remarkable. And the point I'm trying to get at is we live on this hamster wheel. We're living in this hamster wheel and you have to be smart enough to break away from it. And the people that break away from it and understand it and don't just... And I fall into it too, man. I fall into it too. The other day, my phone said that my screen time on my phone was seven hours in a day. That's unacceptable. I have, I'm have. i a father with two children and a wife and a career. And that means... Now, granted, that also includes phone calls. That also includes, I think, looking at my emails and work stuff. So let's say, let's take a couple hours off of that. But even if I'm looking at shit, you know, plus I have to promote my shows. I have to look at where to promote for my shows and all that stuff. So yes, part of it is work and emails and phone, but even half of that, four and a half hours, three and a half, four hours of just sitting on my phone, not doing productive shit, but looking at it and reading things, that's unacceptable. But that's what we fall into. That's the hamster wheel. If you look at everybody, we're like programmed robots. Go to Central Park. Seriously, go to Central Park and watch people. You will see people in a park that should be running, that should be having a picnic, laying in the sun, fucking riding a bike. You will see people there locked into their phone, neck down, head down. It's like we're computer chipped. It's really fucking weird. And it's really something to think about. I'm not trying to sound like some crazy conspiracy. I'm not, but think about it for a second. Think about this. Our life, it's the news is going to talk about whoever's president and half the people are going to love him and hate him. That's just a constant in our life right now, right? That's just what it is. Then you come home and what? Big thing is reality shows, right? So you're going to watch reality TV. You're going to watch... Whatever it is that you watch, and then you're going to go into the Twitter, you're going to go into the Instagram, you're going to go into the Facebook, you're going to get mad at somebody's Facebook post, you're going to get mad at somebody's political thing, you're going to do all that stuff, then you're going to eat dinner and you're going to vent about it to somebody you're having dinner with, and you're going to have a drink, and you're going to wake up a little hungover, and you're going to get dressed, you're going to shower, you do the same shit again, and I'm not doing it, man, I'm not living my life that way, you know, I'm, I'm going to make people laugh, I'm going to keep writing, but I'm going to try to stay away from that shit, um, I don't, I like to watch sports. I've always said that sports is real. What happened in the Yankee game last night is a real outcome. It affected lives that pe- for fans, money, teams. It was like a, a it was a good story. It, it ended great and it's real. The shit you're seeing with people's opinions about political shit, it's just not real. Yeah, yes, definitely stuff is bad and needs to be reported and people should be informed and get, get concerned about that. I get that. But when it's just a constant, Like, I wish we could just fast forward eight years from now and we're going to be doing the same shit. And to me, that's scary. So this movie Endless made me think of that because they just decided to live like kind of happy and okay and safe on a loop with none of this, but just to be, so I don't know. So I guess, I guess I'm not saying watch it because it stunk, but it opened my eyes to see what's going on. And I'm not trying to sound preachy. I know, you know, listen. 
Sometimes a podcast is just to talk, guys. You know that. To vent, to talk. Um, you know, it's just, it's more of just kind of like sparking the thought process of like, what are we really doing? What are we really doing every day? Because we're all going to fucking die, right? We're all going to die. But it's like, I'm trying not to be on a hamster wheel, man. I'm trying not to, you know, that's why the more, the more I get older and the more I think about life, the more I think traveling and just traveling and being with your family the most is the best. You know, you go, you see something, you visit for good reasons. And you look at the architecture and you look at the history and you eat the food and you experience different places and shit. That's the way to do it. Not this like, you know, staying in a bubble and getting mad. I had somebody tell me the other day, a friend of mine, was like, yo, man, I just, all I do is watch CNN and it's bad, man. It's just feeding me. It's just feeding me. All I do is just watch it and get all amped up. And I'm like, that's, no, you can't do that, man. You can't fucking do that. Like, it's just the same. Here, I'll do, do, watch this, okay? It's, isn't it funny how every day there is a, um, oh, did I even talk about the, uh, oh, I didn't even talk about that. I got to talk about that too. Uh, but every day you're going to see something and you're going to see a thread on Twitter and it's going to be all the talk and then it just goes away and the next day is something else. What does that tell you? It's just time filling bullshit. Speaking of that, um, I just want to talk about uh, comedian Dina Hashem. Dina is a Muslim comedian from New Jersey, very, very funny, and uh, she made a joke on Comedy Central's This Week at the Cellar about, uh, about a rapper who died, a rapper who was uh, killed, and You know, it was, she mentioned the rapper's name. It was a good joke. It was a funny joke. She mentioned that it was tragic, but she also had a really funny joke after it, which is our job. And another comedian, a comedian, called her out, put her on blast, and then this rapper's fan base saw the joke and this girl was getting death threats. They were saying horrible things. Death threats. For comedy. For a joke. You should be able to... Rappers should say whatever they want when they rap. Comedians should say whatever they want. And know that it's just the art and that's what they're doing. You know. Um, and I just feel like... Uh, you know, the comedy community had her back and I had her back and a lot of people had her back just going, Hey, she just was being funny. She just said a joke. She's not trying to hurt anybody. Death threats. She even said in the joke that the, the, the rapper's death was tragic. So it was really, and I understand people would be upset if they know the guy, but you also got to know comedy. And that brings me back to when, um, that brings me back to when I did, my special needs joke, and the lady came up to me and said, I have a son who has Down syndrome, and showed me a picture of him. And she goes, I love the joke. It wasn't offensive at all. It's a clever joke. It's like, that's who should be. So, um, I hope Dean is okay. Uh, you know, I, I hope everybody could get over it, and uh, 
just understand that it's a joke, man, and you should never have to go through that death threats, you know. It's funny how everybody goes, oh, fuck that, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. And then you say something that's a joke in a place, in a, in a, in a place that house jokes, that houses comedians' jokes. That's where she told it. She didn't stand on the street. She didn't stand in the guy's neighborhood with a megaphone saying it. She was in a, a house of jokes, a house of uh, the, where comedians safe haven, which is a stage, a microphone, and a crowd. And a roof and fucking, you know, speakers. That's that's our house. That's our safe place to tell jokes. And everybody who goes in that place should know you're going to hear anything. So, for me, um, I just I just think it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, shout out to all the comedians that had her back. Because I know I did. And, 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 and you have to. At that point, you just have to. Um, what else did I wrote? Oh, so I wrote this down. And I didn't know where I was going to fit it in the show. Okay. Um, two things. One's got to go. You know, we were doing one's got to go and we were doing, uh, we were at my parents and we were doing the would you rather game. And, uh, my son came up with a brilliant, like philosophical one. Uh, my stepfather had a good one. My stepfather said, if you had to be in a box, would you rather be in a box where you could only stand up? Or would you be in a box where you could only sit down? Seems simple. Think about it. Uh, I, I, You know, the more I thought about, oh, I would definitely want to be sitting. But then think about it. The box is right at your head when you're sitting. So you could never get up. You could not get up. So I think I'd stand. I think after thinking about it, I would let my legs just, I think I'd have to stand. Um, my son had a good one. My son said, this isn't one's got to go. This is a would you rather. But my son said, would you rather be depressed in your life or always afraid? And he like, we were doing it. We were just doing it forever. You know, and he just, that was a game, that was a showstopper. Would you rather be depressed your whole life or always afraid? That's a great question. Um, and then we did that and then we went to, uh, then we went to a drive-in movie theater. Uh, and then when I saw the elements there, it got me depressed and I said, I'd rather be afraid. No, I'm kidding. Uh, saw The Lion King. This is another movie review. I loved it. Uh, what I didn't love and what I also found unacceptable was people don't know how to go to a fucking drive-in. The amount of time somebody's headlights were shining on the screen, fucking it up for a good two, three minutes, and then going off was ridiculous. The amount of talking that these animals were doing, you know, people are pulling up pickups. It was like being at like a shitty the campsite. You know, some of it was nice and then some of it was just shitty. I love the movie though. I love how they did it. Shout out to John Favreau, who actually made a live action mo Disney movie feel like the real, th it was like, feel like the, the, the cartoon, I should say, the animated. But I enjoyed it. It's just turn your headlights off. People's headlights going on, flashers, shadows. It's just like, like I, I just don't understand people. It's like, go with the instructions. 
Okay, aren't you happy enough, you fat asshole? You got fucking french fries and chicken fingers and, and, and all the other shit they're serving here. Buckets of popcorn. But can't you just be happy? Instead, you got to flick this on, flick that on. The light's coming on, this and that. I'm trying to watch this thing. Plus, I love cats. I love big cats and shit. So, like, I'm watching, like, this, this lion fights and shit. It was awesome. And this, these people are just, you know, the screen's getting bright. The screen's getting screwed up. It sucked. And then it goes off. I'm just sitting here. My wife and I are enjoying it. And that happens. And you know me. I just automatically, I just start turning around looking, going, like, what's going on here? Like, what's going on? And my wife's like, just calm down. And I'm like, no. How is your headlight? How are you in the front two rows of this thing? And your headlights are on. And it was my first, first drive-in movie theater experience in my life. Okay? Never went to a drive-in in my life. I did think it was cool. I enjoyed it. But I think I would like a... It actually made me want to buy, get a state-of-the-art one. A state-of-the-art drive-in movie. Okay? Not a big field with poles and shit. No, no, no. You get like your own individual slot that are speakered up right. You know? Places for your food. Maybe even its own seats. Don't take my idea, bastards. I'm thinking about doing that. That's what I want to do. There you go. That's on Shark Tank. A state of the art. You know, you could be in a warm weather place down south, out west, Vegas. A state of the art drive-in movie. Gigantic screen. Whatever it is now, double it. Double it and have it curve around so you're like in the fucking movie. Nice. Air-conditioned concessions. You can go into a bathroom. Then you walk out, your car is in a nice clean spot. The speakers are perfect, crisp. You decide if you want to pull in backwards or frontwards. That's what you need. This was just a bunch of animals in a free-for-all with fucking air mattresses. Um, But I had a good time. And then the other thing was, this was just something I tweeted and we laughed about it. And if you guys didn't see the tweet, I'll throw it out to you. Is anything more confident than the walk back to your seat after you bowl a strike in a bowling alley? How funny, <laughs> how funny is watching somebody bowl a strike and then them, them turning around and walking back? They either have a smirk, they do a dance, or then they do that play it cool, walk back, but thinking they're the shit. It is, there is nothing more confident. I'm actually going to talk about this on stage. There is nothing more confident. You feel like a king. You could be a, you could work, be working at Wendy's. And I don't mean, I don't even mean food. I mean, you could be mopping floors at Wendy's. And Lord knows if you frequent a bowling alley, you probably do. But you could be working at Wendy's. But if you bowl a strike, when you turn around and you look at your group that came to the bowling alley... Just for like three seconds, there is a moment of, I am the king of this fucking bowling alley. There is nobody better than me right now. (laughs) How true is that? Think about it. You could actually go online, go on YouTube and watch people bowl strikes and just watch how they walk back. The strut back is the funniest thing ever. Um, I don't know why I just love and enjoy saying that because it's so true. 
Uh, let's do plugs, guys. This has been 410. I've had a lot of fun. Time has gone by. There's going to be uh, multiple, multiple Patreons now because tonight I am going in the city specifically for multiple Patreons tonight. So you guys are going to get a couple more. There's already been one, I think, in July. There's going to be two more this week. And then we'll close out with another one next week. But uh, So I'm going to be doing that uh, as well. And then we're going to make the announcement on the other one. But make no mistake, the Super Fans Podcast with myself and Jerry uh, Ferrara is coming out. And uh, we're getting the logo work. It's kind of going to have a... I'll give you guys a little hint. It's kind of have a superhero theme. It's the logo looks when it says the Super Fans Podcast looks like superhero shit. Um, we're even talking about a little superhero music to start this thing. We got a, looks like we have a studio and a company. So all of those things are going to be announced soon. And also the next live thing. Um, some things might be changing with the live one, maybe for the better. So I will let you guys know about that as well. Uh, this has been 410, guys. You can catch me. Please come out and watch the new hour, which I'm thrilled with, at the Pittsburgh Improv. And that is in... August 15th, August 15th through the 18th, I will be uh, at the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Improv. That's right, Pittsburgh Improv, 15th of August to the 18th, all right? And um, we also have uh, Albany coming up. We have, uh, what is it, uh, Syracuse? Yes, we have Albany and Syracuse. Those dates will be on the website too. That's uh, September and October. So you guys are going to see that. And of course, guys, please get your tickets. It's available now. I even posted something on uh, Facebook. And you could get them at Gotham Comedy Club's website, GothamComedyClub.com. Uh, I will be headlining my New York City home headlining club, Gotham Comedy Club, one of the best clubs in the country, September 27th and 28th, two shows each. We want to pack these out. It was a great turnout last August. It's going to be even better this September, so get your tickets now, and by then the hour is going to be really, uh, it's going to be there. So come out. I hope to see you guys there. If you're in New York, if you write into the show, if you have seen me in New York, I'm telling you now, I could say this. This is the time to see me. You will see me do the best stand-up I've ever done for an hour, the new special that I'm running at Gotham in September. No excuses if you're not there. You're dead to me. I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Go to the uh, go to Gotham on September 27th and 28th. Guys, this has been 410. You got more uh, content coming with the Patreon. I'm Paul Verzi. Take care. Uh, what do I name this one? What do I name this one? I don't know what to name this one. Should we name it... Um, of course, we're going to name it The Walk Back. Take care. <laughs>